Today on The Breakdown, Phil Galfond and Elia Lezra lock horns in a pretty interesting cash game hand from High Stakes Poker. Back in the day, these guys really got into it. They both have a full house, but one guy's got a much better hand than the other one. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Nice, you didn't mess it up. I know. You I did say it was like a semi-professional opening to a podcast. Thank you. I did say Phil Galfond instead of Galfond, but you're thinking about Gil Faison. Yeah, I was. Right it's now. sort of like an inside joke thing yeah. for a few, like three people. <laughs> well, anybody one who of them. watched the Kroll Show, I yeah. guess, yeah. and and knew that I was doing that. Yeah, but yeah, but right. anyway, of course, it's cool. It's cool. Hey, um, who suggested this hand? Uh, it was Alex Klaus and David Perdue. They did it on Twitter, did they not? They did it on Twitter. That's good. That's uh, what is that? At uh, two poker guys, the number two, I believe. Yeah, number two poker guys. Yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do if you want to suggest a hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, send what, a YouTube what's, link. What's this vibe you're sending out right what now? What are you talking about? It's all weird and like you're. It's like you're a cop interrogating me. You're kind of like on a fishing mission. Like you don't really know what I did, but I probably <laughs> did something. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. You always hated her, didn't you? And Who? Underneath it all, Who? you hated her, and that's why you killed her. Oh, Cynthia, yeah, she's and that's horrible, and that's why you killed her. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's how you start a podcast about poker. Apparently, apparently, uh, yeah. This is a hand that I've been wanting to do for a while now. It's yeah, a, it's a pretty interesting hand. Pretty cool. It actually is a pretty interesting hand and pretty cool. Yeah, there's some weird decisions at certain times that are a little surprising, which is cool. Yeah, we, we like that. We like it when we don't 100 percent agree with everything that people we consider elite do yep so that's a little spoiler alert if you think about who we might consider elite between phil galfond and elia lesra yeah guess who it is guess who it is we think is elite guess have you guessed have you done it okay Okay. well stop guessing you're wrong you're just wrong Say it out loud. Hey, you know where you take the guesswork out of withdrawal times? <laughs> where? Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. That is darn right, because you get withdrawals lightning fast, like 10 to 25 minutes level fast. That's crazy. That's unheard of in the poker it's world. It's in your Bitcoin account in that amount of time, whether it be on your phone, on your Bitcoin wallet, wherever you keep your Bitcoin, keep that puppy safe, because that stuff's going up. Even for a lot of other sites that with, let you withdraw with Bitcoin, even that, most of them take uh, at least one to three day processing time, sort of go through all the channels. This is just, it just gets shipped out. Right. Like, it's automatic. And if you want to experience that, you should sign up for Nitrogen Sports using the link in the description of this podcast. You that way you get that. access to exclusive Poker Guys events, free rolls, sit and go, stuff like that. Yeah. Speaking of which, Please. we are streaming on Twitch these days on Nitrogen Sports. Uh, at the time that we're recording this podcast, we're doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we're going to try to keep that consistent. 7.30 Eastern Time, 4.30 Pacific Time. 12.30 p.m. GMT. That's correct. You know what that time stands for, right? GMT, right? Remember? Uh, yeah, Gretchen Mean Time. Yeah, Gretchen Mean Time. Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, yeah, precisely Gretchen Mean Time. Uh, <laughs> anyway, check out our Twitch stream. We are the same as Twitter, the number two poker guys. That's both of us. We share that account. Yeah, because we wanted to make it easy for you guys. Right. So sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes it'll be Jonathan. We'll be streaming Nitrogen Cash Games and the Sit and Goes. If we can get the Sit and Goes going, we've been... We're hoping to get some sit and goes going. There. We got close last time. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. We're, we think we might get there this time. Yeah, I think it might happen. By the time this podcast comes out, maybe there will, will have yeah. been many sit and goes. I think there will have been sit and goes by the time someone's hearing this. So anyway, it's happened. Make sure you use the link in the description when you sign up. Get on Nitrogen. They're a super cool site. They give you your money really fast. They're not shady at all like some other sites. You know, it's yeah. great. It's yeah. great. We definitely recommend it. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, cool. So let's get to the hand here, huh? Do it. All right, so this is... Oh, man, I miss high-stakes poker so much. I, I wish know. that was still on TV. I know. So great. And Kaplan was great, you know? We're, I, I didn't like him at the time, but looking back now, like watching him do hands, I really think he did a great job. Yeah, I did. don't know why I didn't like him so much. I don't either. I think you had some preconceived notion about Welcome Back Cotter or something. I think you're right. Like, what the heck is this guy really doing in the booth? And he made a lot of jokes that didn't land for me and whatever. But actually, I think he did a really nice job. He did. He did. And maybe we're starting to notice that a bit more because we're hoping to, you know, jump into that world sometime. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> anyway. Um, so... This hand opens with a guy who is notably French, as Jonathan likes to mention, David Benjamin. Professional ex-tennis player, yeah. David Benjamin. Careful. Profe- <laughs> you be careful. <laughs> Professional divorcer of Eric Lindgren's current wife. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, Or maybe he was just... No, they were married. They were married? Yeah. Okay. Well, that affects his sizing here. So and By he- sizing? Wow. That is really incredible. The body shaming. <laughs> So we don't know what they were playing. Uh, it was either 400, 800, or 500, 1K. They varied yeah. in the high-stakes poker. We're not sure this time. But it doesn't really matter. Either way, Benjamin has two tens plus two, and he opens to 4,200. Right. Probably 5-1, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's not out of this world for him to open 5X in this game. Correct. All right. So the first interesting and unusual decision comes from Galfond in the cutoff. And he has King of Hearts, Five of Diamonds. King, Five offsuit. Yeah. Normally going to go ahead and fold that puppy. That's usually a fold for shiz, but yeah. instead he decides to not fold. The puppy must must be folded. Yeah, huge. Yeah, huge. But this puppy, he's getting called. For shiz. Well, he's not, actually, no, is he? he's not. He's getting uh, raised. He's getting raised. raised actually, up. that's what you should do with a puppy. You should raise it right. <laughs> <laughs> raise it up. Yeah. Right. So Galfon decides Benjamin is... I don't know, too wide or something. I don't know why he's deciding this time. I mean, time. Benjamin's plus two. I don't know what, what we're really doing this for. But maybe he's been paying attention, feels Benjamin's just opening a lot, even in early position. I think I don't know. the aforementioned Gabe Kaplan may have been saying something during the hand about Gelfon recognizing that Benjamin had limped big pairs a couple yes, of times. he did right? say that. So that means it's less likely that Benjamin has a big pair, which means... It's unlikely Galfon's going to get four bet, and he can win post flop a lot if he does get called. And Galfon does have a blocker to a big pair. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, but I don't really know why we're doing this as Galfon at all. I mean, I know Galfon usually has really good reasons, so he probably had a good reason here as yeah. well. But I don't see it, at least just from watching this hand out of context from the rest of the session. It might just be like, uh, for this session, when I have a king of hearts in my hand, that's my three betting range. You know, that type of thing. I guess. I mean... It's probably too many three bets, honestly. If you, every single time you have the king of hearts, but maybe a king of hearts one every, with, a, with a red card. Okay, there you go. So this yeah. is one one out of every twenty six hands. I'm going to three bet plus my normal three betting range. That seems like too All right, much. All right, so we'll change it to king of hearts with a red yeah. card. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Because that's like four percent of your range is the king of hearts. You know. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So right. now we're down to like two percent. We cut it in half right away. Yeah, and maybe that makes sense. Maybe it does. For yeah. His, for his range, if he's trying to balance it with something. Yeah. I mean, I mean Galvan's the type of guy who's going to do that type of thing, I right? Don't know he's going to construct a range like that. Wouldn't we do it, though, with, like, suited hands at least? Wouldn't we want to, like, have a little more equity when called? Like, King-5 off just has placed so poorly post-flop. That's the only problem I have with this. Even King-5 suited, you can make the second nuts or the nuts a fair amount of the time. Well, I mean, not a, not a lot. But, but like, we're going to have draws to the nuts sometimes. We're going to have big draws a lot. It just seems like we would want to have – we can have give ourselves a little more equity post-flop by just – playing slightly better but maybe he thought he picked up on some something on benjamin too and that's why he's raising yeah my guess based on all of my knowledge about phil Galfond is that it's not entirely exploitative and he's just picking something up there's yeah. probably some game theory element to choosing this hand i think you're probably right yeah and we don't know what it is clearly but it's probably something 
Um, anyway, he he bumps it up pretty big, makes it 16k. This pot's getting big already. This is a huge re-raise. Yeah. this is a please fold now re-raise. Like, yeah. I have two jacks, and I don't want to see a flop re-raise. Well, right? I assume this is his size. He picks with like his polarized range, right? He's gonna sometimes yeah. three bet smaller, but maybe it's with a different range. Maybe he isn't three betting smaller in cash anyway. Maybe yeah, this is just what he does. He probably yeah. has he probably three bets the same in cash with with his whole range would be my guess. Yeah, probably probably makes it this That's big with aces should, as well. That's yeah. what you should do. I mean, yeah. really. Anyway. All right. So he makes it 16K. We're not entirely sure why, but that's what happens. Right. Uh, Negranu folds on the button. So that's a win for Galfon. I mean, so the Kong station is out. Yeah. He might have even had suited connectors, you know? Yeah. But, Blow him out of the hand. Yeah. Ellie Alezra is in the small blind. He's got two kings. Yeah. So that's not going to be a fold here. No. So what do you prefer doing if you're Ellie? I think it's a really clear four bet, actually. Okay. Why? Several reasons. Number one, we're out of position. Yes. So the deeper everyone is, the better it is for them to play against a big pair. So by making the pot bigger now, the stack-to-pot ratios change where it's more favorable for our one-pair hand. That's number one. Yep. Number two, we can get rid of David, where if we call, David's going to play a lot, I would think, yeah. because he's open plus two. He probably has like ace-queen or something like that, right? Or suited connectors. Or suited or connectors. Yeah. Uh, number three, David or Phil can have queens and jacks very reasonably, and probably not jacks, but queens might be a hand someone decides to just sh- shrug their shoulders and go with. I'm not saying they should, but they might. Yeah. Um, we can get a lot of money in right now and sort of trap a hand like queens or jacks if the flop comes favorably to us. You know, if it comes like six high and someone's got jacks or queens, they may just feel like. They have to call off. They may not, but they may feel like that. You know, it's like hard with queens to fold on a six high flop when someone four bets and then bets. You know, it's just hard. Right. Like your hand is really good. Yeah. So those are all reasonable. Also, he's going to be out of position the whole hand. It's another reason to raise now. Yep. I agree with all those things. One quick question, though. Yeah. And I guess the answer must be clear if we're going to four bet here, but are we willing to get 300 blinds in pre flop with Galfond? That is the real question. I don't know what the answer is, honestly. We can four-bet and decide to still fold kings. It's okay to do that if, right. you're, if you feel like Galfon... Against if, Galfon, though? Well, that's the thing. You have to believe that Galfon is not going to, you know, isn't going to have any bluffs, basically. Right. If, he, if Galfon is correctly balanced, then we raise to get it in with him, right? Yeah, which kind of sucks. I mean, we're pro- they're, they're probably something like 300K effective, you know? Right, well, it would suck, but it would also be basically him getting it in where we would probably have... You know, we're not going to be doing great against his range, but we're going to be doing good enough against his range yeah. that we can call. So we're just going to. Right. You know, that's the deal. By the way, Galfon probably wouldn't even five bet all five bet all in. Like he'd no, probably no, have five bet smaller. But he'd essentially commit us, probably. I mean, Galfon could make it seventy five, and Ellie could set mine. You can't set mine. No. Ellie could call and see if an ace comes to at least, you know, have a shot against ace-king without going broke. Yeah. But, but if he, he could move in against ace-king and just take it right there, too. Yeah. So you probably just got to—I think you just got to go with it if you're against someone who's going to be balanced. Yeah. Which I assume Galfon would be. Galfon—I don't know. Is Galfon ever going to five-bet bluff against Ellie? I don't know. That's probably not a good I candidate. I don't know if he is. So Does that mean you're supposed to fold to a five-bet? I don't think you're supposed to fold. I think you can't fold kings. Is Galfon five-betting queens? Not usually. Yeah. No. So he's five. So if he doesn't have any bluffs, he's not five betting queens. Suddenly we're not in a great spot anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it depends on what the price is for the five bet. If you five bet small, we really can't fold. We can call or we can move in. It's up to us. If you five bets large, we can make a decision. And right. I'm not the kind of guy who's ever folded kings pre flop personally. 
So I don't really know what that's like to do. You know, I've, <laughs> you know, I've been in spots where I'm like, gosh, it really feels like they have aces, but I'm all in. And, you know, they call it. Sometimes they have aces and sometimes they don't, you know. And there's yeah. just the spot where I'm sure you've been in this spot many times, too. I've been like where I'm in a click it back war with someone mm-hmm. like in a tournament. Where I've got kings, and it's like, I just six-bet clicked it back, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know how I, I mean, I'm trying to get it in here, but I'm trying to give them room to move in, but like, I don't know, and they like seven-bet all in, and I finally call, and like, they somehow have ace-kings still, you know, instead of like calling at some point along the way, or moving in sooner. It's like, okay, great, and I get to win, or they have queens, or they have some other weird hand, and sometimes they have aces, and you're just, and you're busted, and that's, that's fine. So, so to me, I would just... I, my plan wouldn't really with kings usually wouldn't involve folding, but if we're deep enough and the money is like really dear to me, I might play kings differently. You know, I might not four bet kings. You can just call with kings if you don't want to get it in. Like that's an option too. It is an option. It's just like it feels like I would rather four bet. Though. Yeah, I would rather four bet too. It's just a curiosity. Like if they're three hundred blinds deep in the super high stakes cash game, like it's not a super comfortable spot. I mean, Ellie can afford to lose $300,000 as part of the deal, Yeah, right? he like sure if can. you or I are in this cash game and it's $300,000 of our own money, Yeah, like that would be a huge chunk of my personal fortune here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that would be a lot of my money. And I would, uh, I don't think I would play in this game, but if somehow I was forced to play in this game anyway, my plan might not be to, to go with Kings, you know, because yeah. I can't afford it. But if every, but if Galfon knew that, then I would have to go with Kings again, right? As soon as anyone thinks I'm money scared, I can't fold. Well, you're not supposed to be in the game if you're money scared. Right. Of course, I'm saying yeah. someone like is like going to shoot my, my family if I don't play this <laughs> game right now. Right. That's what I'm down to. That's a common scenario. Yeah. You know, it happens. It's weird we're talking this much about four betting kings. No, by the way. it is. It's a pretty standard thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. It's cool. Your so thoughts on it. We went down the, the rabbit hole a little Sometimes bit. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. So we both agree, though, you have to four bet. Do you agree you basically can't fold? Uh, probably. Correct, yes. Unless something very specific happens, I can't really imagine what that would be. I mean, be. David Benjamin moves in, Galfon moves in yeah, behind. Yeah, then, then we can fold. We can at least strongly consider folding if Galfon moves in behind after yeah. we four bet. So it's like six bet, and like all anyone's ever done is show strength, and Galfon yeah. still moves in. Galfon's going to think for a long time with queens yeah. and maybe find a fold with queens, right? Right. Maybe not, but maybe. Queens are the only thing we can ever beat. And then we need um, Benjamin not to have aces, which he cannot have. But yeah. it can be like ace, king, and queens. But that's almost it, right? No and that almost never here. happens, right? Right. So that would be the maybe that's the one scenario where we could strongly consider folding. Right. And anyway, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think Mr. Benjamin would do it with Ace King because after Ellie four bets to forty k here, uh, Ellie folds or not Ellie, excuse me, David folds two tens really quickly. I think that's a good fold and a clear fold. Yeah, I think so too. But I think Ace King is kind of similar. Yeah, I think yeah. you're supposed to fold Ace King here too, especially in a right. cash game. But I think you're absolutely supposed to fold Ace King here. Yeah, absolutely. And the main reason why, really, is because Galfine could repop it, right? Yep. Galfine showing strength also. You could be in this spot where you're just going to put in another twenty six, sorry, $36,000 and just be forced to fold anyway pre-flop, which is a, the ultimate disaster, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just got to throw it away. Yep. So it's back to Galfine now, and it's a peculiar spot a little bit. Right? I mean, is it? Okay, so... They're, you just got four bet, and you have king five off. What's the peculiar spot? There's 64K in the pot, and we yeah. have to call 24K. This is the peculiar spot, and yeah. also we're in position. Yeah. Those are the two things that make it attractive to call. If we're Phil Galfon, we think and are correct to think that we are we clearly have a huge skill edge on our out-of-position opponent. No question. Right? We're getting an incredibly good price. We are getting a beautiful price, and we are in position. Yeah. However, I'd like to point something out. Please that do. That skill edge that we're talking about? Part of the skill edge might be to fold in this spot. That may be part of our skill, as we don't call 
Right. Like Ellie is more likely to call. Doesn't Ellie like never fold? Like <laughs> that's like pre-flop. That's one of his things, you know. Like that's one of the things that makes him less skillful. There's another factor here, though. Go. Uh, Gabe Kaplan mentions as a commentator that the previous hand showed Ellie losing a monster pot. Yeah. And Ellie's not necessarily immune to tilt. All of us who have seen him on TV know that. Um, <laughs> I can't think of times when he was tilting, but I, I believe he. When he loses a hand, he starts playing every hand. Basically. Does he? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if he starts forbidding every hand, but he starts playing every hand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that could be a factor here. And Galfon might think Ellie's range is a bit wider to forbid here. And if Galfon can flop anything meaningful, Ellie's not going to slow down. Okay. So if we really think Ellie is tilting like crazy, then position and the price is a reason to, is probably good enough to call. Because we also and let's well, it's twenty four thousand dollars is a lot of money. Twenty six thousand dollars is a lot of money 24. to us plebs. Uh, to Phil Goffin, that's just walking around money. It's no big deal. So he's just slide trying to make money. He's just trying slide money. Yeah. yeah, he's just trying to make the right decisions. So if we think Ellie is tilting and he's much wider than normal, we get to be in position and get great odds. That's that is a reasonable call. Then that's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's to me without that piece, position and depth and price is not good enough with king five offsuit though. Right. I mean, it seems like a big mistake in general yeah. to be in the spot where we just put in forty thousand dollars pre flop with king five offsuit. Right. Because Galfund does call. Right. Yeah. I mean it's one thing that uh, here's the thing. If you think Ellie's tilting, we don't have to call. We could also raise. And Ellie's not gonna six bet you know, all in with, with nothing. I think we want the implied odds, even though our hand has I reverse agree. implied odds. I no. think what we want is Ellie to blast off if we hit something. I just, uh, this goes back to like, it would be really nice to be suited right now. Yeah. There's like a lot more we can do. Right. Like, it'd be really nice to have a slightly different hand, be it suited or like a suited connector is a better three betting hand than King Five. There's so many better hands to three bet that have equity post flop than this hand, which comes, which just has so, f- like, I guess we can flop a King and Ellie can have Queens. That's sort of it, right? We can flop two fives. Yeah. We can, um, we, an ace can come and Ellie can check because he's got queens or kings. We don't expect him to have or kings. Or we can flop a king and Ellie doesn't have to have queens. We can flop a king and Ellie can just go bet, bet, bet. Because he's just on tilt. Yeah. Okay. Then we have to call down though and it's going to be really right. expensive. It's going to be 35K, 75K all in for like 160K. I'm just saying. Like, Maybe we're, that's the spot we want. We're talking about putting up another yeah, quarter of a million dollars behind right. this right now. If we're gonna go call, call, call. If we think like I understand, we don't have to make all these decisions yet, but we're yeah. sort of already be, we're already walking down this path because it's been four bet. It's a very high variance path that we're walking on. Yeah, and I don't know. Phil Galfond and Tom Dwan were very good friends at the time, mm-hmm. and recently we did a hand with Tom Dwan where he made some very questionable decisions with King Five preflop as well. It was suited, but yes, very questionable. Like, did they have a bet about who could win with King Five on TV? I mean, these probably weren't in the same even like year. Yeah, probably. I not. hear you. I think I, I think Duan's preflop decisions were worse than these. In fact, um, well, he was suited and he put in a lot less money pre. I'll say that. All right, let's ask the audience, huh? Okay. okay. So Galf- what Galfon did was three bet as a bluff. That's better. Get four bet out of the small blind. Be in position. Be getting a really good price against a potentially spewy opponent. And right? what Duan did was he called Phil Ivy's open. He just called a- an under the gun open. True, but when, under the when, gun. But they were like five handed. Yeah, but Duan was plus one. I know, but yeah. I'm saying they're five hand as opposed to this, where it's, there's there's more people at the table, yeah. right? And then he called the small blind. Actually, the small blind again raises. No, it was the big blind. Oh, it, Opie was the big blind. Yeah, which okay. is a less likely spot to raise from. Yeah, that's true. Which means the range is tighter. Also, the raise was 15k over 2500. Yep. 
So odds not so good. Okay, but implied odds still very strong where they both are deep yeah. as well. Dwan in position with a slightly better hand. Yeah, what do you think is worse? I mean, I like the three bet better than I like the call. I don't really like the three bet either. Yeah. I don't like either call or three bet with these hands. And then I don't like the call with either hand either. <laughs> I don't really like any of it. But the Galfon stuff, if we think Ellie's tilting, it does change it. I, I, I take Galfon's side in the Galfon versus Dwan King 5 preflop battle. I also think... You know, the other side of it is, too, Ellie's probably a worse player than Opie. So that's yes. another reason to yes. like Galfon's side Opie's of it. an actual professional poker player. Here's, a, here's a, Since we're doing this, here's the other side, though. Dwan has better implied odds because the stack-to-pot ratio is better for him. Yeah. Meaning it's like they're deeper. Right. Like there's already like $90,000 in the pot before the flop comes out for the Galfon hand. And there's like $32,000 in the pot for the Dwan hand. That is a big difference in terms of, you know... How deep you are and like the maneuverability you have and stuff. Yep, that that's matters true. too. So well, anyway, anyway, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We're with King Five off as Galfon. We've called and Ellie has two kings. Okay, this we're this is this happened. Eighty-eight thousand six hundred. I in the mean, pot. come on. <laughs> come you on. buy like twelve homes in Detroit for that. Yep. Hey, before we get to to the flop action, why don't we talk about something else here? Something we've been talking about for a while now. You and me? Yeah, you and me. You mean talking to ourselves, yeah, not with to the each others. other. But to the people now? Now we should tell the people. Let's tell the people All something. Right, go All ahead. Right. All right, start telling the people. All right, people. So we know there's a lot of you out there. You've been listening to the show for a while, at least a lot of you. And we're interested. You know, we make videos, of course, on our YouTube channel. We're interested in what kinds of video, videos you guys can make poker-wise. Like, what poker video ideas do you guys have? And we were thinking about basically inviting y'all to pitch us. Yeah. And if you give us a pitch, and you also have to have some technical proficiency, right? Like the videos have to look good and sound good. They don't have to be amazing. But the, you like our quality, we think, is at least a relative baseline. It could be a little yeah. bit worse or a little bit better. But And then give us a video that we haven't seen before. Not the same hand analysis that now everyone does. We started it. Yeah. But everyone does it. Uh, Something a little bit different. It could be the, you know, your imagination is the only thing that's stopping you. But if you pitch us and we like your idea and we see that you're proficient at making a video, we are really open to inviting a few of you guys to actually join our poker channel and right. being like co-creators with us. Yep. So essentially what Jonathan is saying, if it wasn't clear, is we don't want you to pitch us ideas for us to do. We want you to pitch us ideas that you will make you will right. you will be the video creator yes you will create a poker video and we don't want it to be a breakdown video because right. we got that covered we, we really don't, really don't need we want you to, that. to make some whatever poker video you want we don't care just pitch us at portland poker at gmail.com if you have a pitch um send in your ideas and if we like your idea we'll ask you for a video sample and, le- and let's be clear too this may sound like this is the poker guys just making money off me and it actually isn't like that no. uh, the idea would be that you would actually get to keep almost all the revenue that your videos would generate except instead of your videos taking a really long time to build up an audience you'd start with our twenty-one thousand subscribers and our you know it would immediately it would immediately go out to our audience you would right. become essentially a subsidiary of the poker guys right yeah. and you know and we could we could get very much in depth if you're interested in terms of how that works and all that but we'll do that not on this show right do that privately portland poker you that's the letter you by the way yes portland poker you at gmail.com send us your ideas yep we would love to see them we really would all right moving on all right so we're going to the flop the pot is eighty-eight thousand six hundred us dollars i mean come on you can get a tesla model s in pretty good shape with for that much money. yeah self-driving yeah. yeah Ooh. can you really get it for 
88,000? I mean, you said pretty good shape, so it depends on the shape. Oh, if it's like, used, you mean you can maybe get it? Yeah. Like, it's I mean, like 70, said... 75K is like the baseline for not self-driving, right? I don't know anymore, man. Yeah. It's been a while since I was looking at cars. Yeah. I think you add like 12K for the self-driving stuff. I know that. Okay. So then maybe you could get it for 88K. Yeah. yeah, perfect. You have like $1,500 left over for, you know, gas and or a sandwich. A really nice sandwich. A Tesla sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Elon makes it himself. All right. So the flop is not exactly ideal for Phil Galfond. It's a uh, king nine nine. I mean, it looks pretty good. That's a pretty right. good flop, except that it's not because Ellie has two kings. Right. It's the last king in the deck for those of you who can count cards and know that there's four kings in the deck. I mean, if you're doing, if you know that, you probably should be playing blackjack professionally. Right. If you know how many of each card there are, <laughs> and you can count them. Yeah. It's one thing to know, but to be able to say like, not only do I know there's four kings, all four kings are out. Yeah. That's a whole other skill. It's like that movie, with Kevin. Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Yeah, he's great. Feel, feel the dreams. <laughs> Dances with wolves. <laughs> anyway, King that nine flop. Elliot has flopped kings full. Obviously, an incredible flop for him. His only concern must be, wow, it's really hard for Phil to have something now. I mean, that would be the only thing I'd be thinking about is yeah. Ellie. Uh, what do you want to do if you're Ellie here when you've shown such strength pre-flop, but you have this board so crushed, it's so hard to get action. What do you want to do? I mean, you could make a case for checking or betting, right? The case for checking is I've got the board crushed. Let's give Phil a chance to to bluff. Yeah. The problem with checking and doing that, because we're out of position as the small blind, is we're setting up a situation where it's hard for us to get maximum value out of Phil Galfond, right? It really is. We can't get three streets if we check very often, or it's hard to. We're going to have to show real strength somewhere down the line. But if we just start betting, well, now we can potentially show some strength. The other thing that I think is a really good reason to bet versus check is besides get value and obvious things yeah. like that is aren't we just always continuing on this board? If once we four bet, like this is a board we would, we would bet unless yep. I guess if we had exactly Queens, we could check, right? That's, that was my question. If we had jacks or Queens here, would, it's kind of a scary spot, right? So we would need to have um, to check like a four bet bluff in there too. Like one of our four bet bluffs, we'd have to check if we're going to check jacks or queens. Yeah. So I don't know how many four bet bluffs Ellie ever has. Right. Out of the small blind, you're right. probably not supposed to have too many. Well, maybe Ellie can have like ace queen suited once in a while or something like that. Yeah. Which isn't really a bluff pre, but now would be. And maybe he can like, that could be a hand, although you really, ace queen suited is a little too good. Um, but if like, maybe you pick like your worst hand that you can have. Yeah. And you check that and you check jacks and queens and you're good. And maybe it isn't the worst hand. Maybe it's the, you know, but you pick, you pick out of the hands that, that aren't good on this board that we four bet with. Yeah. You know, so you pick one of those and you can check that and then balances some of your jacks and queens checks. So it's okay. Yeah. Because we're going to call, obviously, with jacks and queens if we check and fill bets. Right. And then we also want to be able to check our kings full. That's, that's the whole point, right? Um, yeah. At least sometimes. Yeah. Obviously not always. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. Right. But it is at the same time as being an awesome thing to flop so well. It's a little too bad that it's not a little bit more textured, that like Galfon can't really have a piece of it that easily. Right. Luckily like, for Ellie, Galfon flop top pair. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, this is a good spot for Ellie to right. get some pizze. And Ellie decides to go the betting route, which I think is probably correct. I like it. Because like you said, he's just usually going to bet this board. Right. And, and he, honestly, Ellie, being Ellie, he might bet Jackson Queens all the time, too. Yeah. He might be betting 100% of his range here anyway. Right. So he, that means he has to bet top set. And I like his sizing here. He bets 33K into 88K. It's great. So that could be what Ellie would do with jacks or queens. Right. You know? If we're going to do it with jacks or queens, we should do it with kings full also. Right. Maybe he bets bigger with, like, pocket aces and ace king. Right. And he takes his full houses, jacks and queens, which is a bit too heavy towards the jacks and queens. But 
and bet smaller. I mean, I think you should probably bet the same no matter what. Once yeah. you've four bet it, like you, thirty three k is going to do the same job for everything. I would think whether you have ace king, aces, kings full, queens, jacks. If you're gonna, if you're betting a hundred percent of your yeah. range, like I think you should probably bet the same amount. But whatevs. I mean, if you're not, you could have balanced different sizes. That's right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're gonna have to have kings full in your small size and sometimes in your big size. Yeah. But that's a whole. That's a whole conversation. That's all other thing. Time. That's for one of your videos. Exactly. That you, make. you make it, and it has to be funny. But also, it has to be perfect and unique <laughs> and great production values. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. Um, so Ellie bets thirty three k, and Galfond has a pretty clear cut decision here, wouldn't you say? This is an obvious call. I'm just going to come out and say that. Yeah, I don't see any argument for any other thing. Right. I mean, could we raise to try to like get Ellie to go nuts? Is that a thing we could do? No. No, probably not. No, we're going to call because there's if we raise, Ellie's going to fold all his bad hands. Yep. Ellie's so. going to stop going nuts. If if he bets 33,000 and we make it 100k, he's not going to just I'm all in for 250 with with air. He's not going to do that. Yep. So I think you have to call, and that's it. The question I wonder is, if this came out ace high and Ellie were to bet anyway, which Ellie might do with his kings. He might check, but he yeah. might bet. Is Phil planning on raising ace high boards, sort of like the Grant Dennison move of, you know, like when you four bet, you almost never have an ace in your hand. Like maybe you have ace king, but you might not even be four betting ace king. Yeah. Like you might just not be, and that means you have you mostly have big pairs, and they all hate this. I think card. it might be better to float than to raise. Yeah, that's actually cheaper. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's cheaper, and you can rep more aces. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Right, but yeah, maybe he would float in that spot. I think he probably would, considering he's deciding to play king five offsuit. Like you gotta have some yes. plans like that. Yes, you cannot just be playing for value here, even though we're getting nice odds. Yeah. Cool. Right. So anyway, as is though, we're on a king nine nine rainbow board with king king against king five and. Things got real. We could definitely buy like a super high end Tesla at this point with a pot of one hundred fifty four thousand six hundred dollars. I'm buying like a small neighborhood in Detroit, personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To drive your Tesla around. Well, that'll be the, on the next street. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Poker Street. Pretty simple decision for Galfine. The yeah. turn is the nine of spades, so now it's king nine nine nine. Yeah, Galfine's got a full house too now. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty hard to fold at this point. Yeah. So, what do you want to do as Ellie now? Okay, so we have to think about this a little bit, right? It's a little hard because we don't know exactly how deep they are, right? We know yeah. they we we think Ellie has like at least like two hundred k back, right? Yeah, they're deep. And they're so like two hundred, maybe maybe even more than that, but they've got at least two hundred k back each. So there is a really strong case to be made for a let's bet here so we can shove the river. That's a pretty like let's go for it. Yeah, we've got as good a hand as we can have. We can't really ever show up with a solitary nine. Nope. So this is it. This is the very top of our range. Let's go crazy. Let's hope Galfon decided to flat ace his preflop. Right. Yeah. The problem with this is there's very few hands Galfon can reasonably call down with uh, two more streets and getting to the shove with. And right? he might, if we go two streets, he might even fold a king because then we could have aces. He might fold aces anyway if we yeah. go two streets. I mean, Dan Coleman did that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a slightly different situation, but still. Right. Coleman did that. So it's po- like this is a real problem. Like if we can't get called down by aces, if we go bet bet, I think we probably would, especially because we're Ellie. Yeah, like Ellie's probably gonna have to. You're, if you're Galfon, you can't. But we aces. might not get called down by a king if we go bet bet. Right, because we can have aces ourselves. Yeah. Right. Um, you wouldn't really think we have kings very often, even though we do, no. because there's if, one combo. There's of, one combo yeah. if, if we get called down by. But a there's king. still six combos of aces. I mean, I think what we're trying to do is 
get value out of Galf. If we figure if Galfon has aces, actually, we're going to get value anyway. We can check and get value out of aces, Yeah, he'll too. probably bet. He'll bet probably both times. He'll yeah. bet the turn. He'll bet the river. We can ship the river. So yeah. that's fine. We're going we're gonna to get it all in against aces, however we play it, and probably do better if we check it against aces. He rarely has aces, though. No, he rarely has aces. The question sure. is more like, how do we get value out of jacks and queens, I think, and tens? Yeah. Because those are hands that we'd expect Phil to show up with a lot that called on the flop. And then the other question is, how do we get value out of the hands that really can't call a bet? Because actually, if Phil has a king and we check, he's probably going to bet that too. Yeah, you would think. So then, but the problem is, if Phil has jacks and we bet, he might fold now. Well, right? I don't know if Phil's going to, well, we'll talk about that for yeah. you. But, so Ellie decides to check. I think it's reasonable to check. I, I like this check. I, I do too. I we mean, keep, if, if Phil was floating, and by the way, he probably was going to if he didn't flop a king anyway, at least yeah. some of the time, we give Phil a chance to make that bet. That, and it's going to be a big bet. Because there's would, so much money in the pot. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. So Ellie's checking, hoping to get value from the floats. And I think, honestly, it's more to get value from the floats, or it should be, than to get value from the kings. Yeah. I don't see a ton of value in betting a king for Galfond here. I mean, you're only protecting it against an ace, right? Right. I guess it gets queen, a queen, jack, or ten. Com- not really a ten, but maybe a queen or a jack coming. But it's whatever. I mean, the bet would be more for value, and Ellie might just fold queens if we bet. I agree. Yeah. Like, what are we supposed to have? Like, yeah. We could. I mean, we could have hands, but like, if we bet it, I agree. We, we may just we may just check back a king. We might not. But if we have aces, we're definitely betting, right? Because yeah. now Ellie can have ace king or. Right, That's but really it, it. like you said, it's rare that we have aces. It's so as Galfon. And so, so Galfon does decide to check back, and I think probably for that reason. He thinks it's going to be difficult to get too much value from Oris Hand. Both these guys are like, it's so hard to get value right now, so yeah. I'm going to check, and then by now that I check, I can get value on the river. Yeah. Right? That's just great. That yeah. makes sense. That's the idea. So we like the checks on the turn. Yeah, even so, though Ellie's sort of giving up his option to get all in. It's gonna be. It's just hard to get all in when you're this. It's deep. really, especially considering his hand and what the board is. Right. It's I mean, you do want to. You want to have a monster, but you almost want to have like somehow have the quad nines and hope the other guy's got aces yeah. or you know so you block less stuff. Right. So the river now is the queen of spades. So now it's king queen nine nine nine. It is a third spade. Not that anybody cares. Right. It doesn't matter at all. Jack ten suited just made the super nuts, but. Whatever. Who, who care? Who has Jack Ten suited? Like Galfon doesn't have Jack the Ten suited. The Nine of Spades came on the turn, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, because if he didn't, actually, he could have. Yeah, it. But, yeah, but yeah. it came on the turn. But it came on the turn. He's. I don't think he's calling thirty-three thousand on the flop. No, King and if he nine. is, he's betting the turn when Ellie checks. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So nobody has Jack Ten of Spades. Right. That's not a concern. Right, so Ellie could bet Jack Ten of Spades on the turn too. So this is a pure value spot for Ellie. And yes. when Galfon checks back the turn, that means Galfon probably has showdown value, right? Yeah, you'd fully expect that. So betting is probably better than checking as right. Ellie. Because Cause, cause Galfon may just check jack, back jacks on the river, too. Yeah. And we we want to get called by jacks. Tens or jacks, yeah. Yeah. Or even queens, whatever. He's not going to check back queens. Well, not now. River's a queen, yeah. But, but he would have, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously there's four times as many combos of jacks and tens as there are of queens now. So the best value play is to bet. Yeah. Uh so that's what Ellie does. He bets big. He bets 110K into 154K. Well, so if Galfon has queens, we're definitely getting called. We at least. That. At least called. Uh, he's not going to raise. Oh, I guess he could raise because the only thing he's losing to is a nine or king king. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So we don't. So queens are whatever. We're probably, yeah, we're probably going to get it all in against queens. Yeah. You're right. So, but we're trying to get value out of jacks and tens. Yeah, which would be a hero call, obviously. Clearly, that's a hero call. We don't really, it doesn't occur to us that Phil can have a king based on how he played it and also that we're crushing the kings. There's only one king left. Yeah, but it would be great if he had a king, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, because then we're getting called, right? He can't fold a king. He can't. 
grateful it's to impossible. King. So, what? It's impossible. I don't even. It's impossible. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, well, let's let's consider this for a second longer okay. because I did say it was a good bet, and I think it is, but it's hard to get called. Like unless yeah. Galfond has a king, it's really hard to get called. I mean, if Galfond's not going to put on his cape in the phone booth and fly out and you know fly around the earth twenty five times so Lois Lane is back alive from the dead. Yes. Yeah. you know what I'm referring to, by the way. Yes, uh, Batman. <laughs> 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 oh, we're funny today. Uh, if he's not going to do that, then it's really hard to get called by anything because even this king is a bluff catcher very clearly now when Ellie bets 110K after the queen comes. Because now it looks like, I mean, it really looks like Ellie has pocket queens, right? Right, it does. And that's actually what Galfon says. He says, pocket queens? And Ellie says, what? And Galfon says, I was talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah, but Galfon's putting Ellie on pocket queens for value a lot of the time, which is a sensible thing to do. Yeah, Totally reasonable. Like, why is Ellie betting so much? He doesn't have to bet this much, right? Right. So he's trying. It looks like he's trying to get value. Now he could be trying to blow us off the hand. But if he was doing that, he would often bet the turn. Not always, but he often would. Here's a question: Would Ellie bet this size with Ace King? Uh, assuming he doesn't have random kings, which are the same as Ace King at this point. I don't think he would bet. You think this he's going to check with Ace King? <sighs> he's either going to check or bet smaller. Is my guess because. Queens is in Galfon's range as well. Yes. And, I mean, this seems crazy, but King-Queen is also now beating Ace-King. And, that, like, that is one of the kings that, if Galfon has a king, that's one of the kings king can King-Queen is not now beating Ace-King. It's nine, nine's full of kings. Oh, it's nine's full of kings either way. It's yeah. chopping. Hey. Yeah. Never mind. You're right. Yeah. Nine's full. Not, I was thinking just the two nines on the flop. You're right. There's a third nine. Yep. Because well. Galfon has a full house. Yes. Yeah. They both have full houses, actually. Yes. So does Ellie. I know. Ellie has a full house. I'm aware of that. Are you? I'm saying this would be a pretty <laughs> rudimentary fold for Galfond if he didn't have a full house here, I think, a lot of the time. Unless he's putting the cape on, like you're saying. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Not just a full house, but this full house. Yeah. Uh, if we have two jacks, it's really hard to call when the queen comes. Right. I think Galfond's probably folding most of the time. Even if Ellie was bluffing with ace-queen pre, took a shot on the flop... We check back the turn, and he gets there on, on the river. He might bet ace. Would he bet this no. high? He wouldn't bet this big with ace queen. I don't know if he would bet at all. Yeah, he might bet once because it feels like Galfon doesn't have a king after he checks it back. And I if, mean, it makes sense to check back a king on the turn, like we talked about. Okay, but if if we check ace queen, Galfon is going to bet his king. Okay, right. The thing we'd be checking ace queen to bluff catch. Right? Yeah, that's what we'd be doing. Right. It's hard for Galfon to have a bluff when he checks back the turn, though. And it's hard to get value from anything else when we have ace-queen anyway. But I don't think Ellie's betting ace-queen. He's probably not. He's probably yeah. checking and hoping it goes check-check and he just gets to win. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. So, But Ellie does bet 110K. And if he's not doing it with a lone king, that, yeah. that becomes interesting. Because then he has to have kind of a random bluff, right? Because he's not bluffing a queen. That's not a bluff. That's, That's not like, a bluff. Right. And But he's probably not betting a queen either. Right. So, And he's not betting a king, so... He's probably not betting his jacks or tens now. Mm -hmm. So he has like four or five suited or something. Well, maybe. remember, I mean, a big part of your whole Galfon can call here and it's not the end of the world is because Ellie's supposedly tilting and he's wider than normal, right? Yeah. So then he could take a shot on the flop, mm -hmm. give up on the turn. Galfon checks it back. And I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've got money. I don't care. Let's, right. see, let's see how you feel. I got about four or five of spades. It's like, a flush. What are like, you going to do about That would be the only thing I could. Like, if we called pre flop because we thought Ellie was tilting and wide. Well, now that we're here as Galfond, with again, I know we're doing this from Ellie's point of view, still, but I'm just yeah. like jumping ahead a little bit. Now that we're here as Galfond, it's like that's 
I, I can't come up with a bluff. That makes sense, but there could be random bluffs if I thought he was tilting, right? Right. There is that. However, I think if we're going for tilt value, it kind of throws us off when Ellie checks the turn. Like if Ellie's on the on the tilt to whirl right now mm-hmm. and he's he's gonna try to get us off the hand, I feel like a tilty player is usually gonna keep betting. Yeah, but when the pot's this big, it's possible he's just slowing down. It's possible, but he's tilt, like, all right, all right, whatever. I'm but tilt saying, demands yeah. that you forgo reason in some spots. You know, people tilt differently though. It's yeah. not like tilt means you just fire away like crazy no matter what. Some people like, I've definitely tilted and then I like stop myself mid hand. I've been there. You know, and it's like, okay, 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 let's get it together. You don't have to go broke right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't go broke right now. And then I don't. You know, uh, or sometimes I, I don't do know what anyway. that's like. I know you don't. Because... I don't tilt, bro. No, it's okay. You're unfeeling. I I'm a robot. That is all. Complete. <laughs> all right. So anyway, so we've kind of gone through Ellie's range, and it yeah. feels like, as you said, a king is a bluff catcher. It is clear when he bets 110k, a king is. There are like a bluff some catcher. worlds where maybe Ellie bets a chop like this. Maybe he has ace king. Absolutely. You know, it's possible. That's the one thing you can have. But we don't really expect it that often. Or if he's going to bet, maybe he'd bet smaller. Right. Try to get called by some of the worst hands. Exactly. Yeah. Now he's like, call me with anything. Right. <laughs> it's fine. But 110K, it's, I think he's trying to make up for lost value on the turn when he bets this size. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't bet, but you do have showdown value. Right. And then he's like, yeah, that queen's not amazing, but maybe it helps you. Who knows? I'm going to take a shot. So based on everything we've said, it seems like Ellie's pretty lucky that Galfond actually has a king here because that's near the top of Galfond's distribution. And it might be one of the calls, you know? Absolutely. But Galfond is starting to tank. You know, he's not, he's not like, I got a full house I call. You right. Know? He's not just like, I'm stuck to this. You know, it, it happened. Right. He's like, Queens? He asks about Queens. He's like, and then he says, I have a full house. And, you know, everybody laughs. They think he, mean, they mean, he means he has like a small pocket pair. His pocket sevens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what everybody thinks he or means. Tens, probably. Yeah. Maybe tens. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what he means. He has one of the better full houses he ever shows up with. He has the best, maybe, maybe the best full house he ever shows up with. Maybe. He has Queen Queen. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he has Ace Ace once in a while. But he's not tanking with Queen Queen. Nope. And, and he's, he's not tanking with Ace Ace. No, either. he's probably. He's, he would have already called. called. Yeah. And because Galfond, now he beats all the kings. So, yeah. do you think it is? What do you do as Galfond here? Well, what do I do? You call. I call because yeah. I say this is about as good as it gets for me, and I'm bluff catching. But I played this hand because I thought Ellie was tilting, right? Yeah. So I call because it would be a disaster to have Ellie tilt off all his money and me folding a full house at the same time. That's that fair. really. That I mean, if I my the whole plan for the hand was to have Ellie tilt off his money. So what am I doing folding? I would call because of that, and I would lose. Right, but maybe Galfon's thinking about it in a more multifaceted way than that, thinking one option is Ellie tilts off his money. Yeah. Along with that, though, I am going to make better decisions than Ellie post-flop, and maybe there's I can make like above-the-rim plays, whatever that play is, based on the situation, based on the sizing, based on what I've seen Ellie do before. Yeah. So I have to completely use all of my exploitative edges against Ellie if, I can, if I'm going to call pre-flop here. I mean, I hear that, but it just seems highly contradictory to me to say one of the main reasons I can call, the best reason I can call preflop with this ridiculous hand for all this money is because Ellie's tilting, and then I'm going to make a super tight fold later I think the best Ellie reason, bets big. I think the best reason is that we're in position and the price is good. I don't think those are nearly good enough to actually call, though. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Come on. Would, you ever, would you ever call you yourself? King five off. How deep are we? I mean, if we're 300 blinds deep and it's 24K to win 65K, probably With not. With king five off? Probably not. That's when probably... you've just been four bet by, the, by that guy? Come on. All right. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I would find that fold quickly and easily. Yeah. Some, like price isn't enough always. Like the kind of trouble you can get yourself into with a hand like King Five Off is one of the reasons why you don't play against a four betters range. Well, right? here's the thing about Galfon. <laughs> he didn't get in that much trouble because he folds. He, he folds. only lost 33K I, after that flop. I mean, so he lost, you know. 73k <laughs> total, right. right what i'm saying after the pre-flop decision he only yeah. lost 33k right, in right. a spot where he was destroyed he's really supposed to yeah. lose a lot he's supposed to lose at least a hundred thousand right so whatever the reason may be and i know that this is a bit contradictory to the whole at least tilting off thing it's evidentiary that galfond is confident enough in his decision making that might help him make the call pre-flop to yeah. think like i'm gonna make the right decisions post-flop right. whatever those decisions may be yeah i mean and lord knows phil goffin probably makes more right decisions post-flop than maybe almost anyone in the world yeah so he's, he's up there yeah, yeah so like fair enough i i i still feel like it doesn't like it goes it just seems like our plan for the hand and maybe you're right maybe the plan is maybe ellie's gonna tilt it off and i'll be able to sort of tell or maybe he yeah. won't be tilting anymore and i'll be able to tell that too and I can make good decisions either way. I can make better decisions than him either way, plus the price, plus I'm in position right. with this ridiculously bad hand. All right, so let's talk about what Galfon's putting Elion when he folds. Okay. All right, I think queen-queen is the most obvious candidate. Without question. Makes the most sense. Yeah. But he, he can't just have queen-queen be the only value hand in Ellie's range in order to make this fold. So he must be thinking sometimes Ellie plays aces like this, Yeah. and sometimes Ellie plays kings like this. Well, kings aren't something we're too concerned about. Right. It's only one combo. But there's the six combos of aces that Ellie might also play like this. There's eight combos of cards that are really big problems for us, right? Total. There's six queens. Sorry, there's three queens. Oh, it's only five combos. What do you know? Three combos of queens. Six combos of aces. Six combos of aces. One combo. Wow, I did that poorly. Yeah. And one combo of uh, kings. So So there's ten combos. Yeah. Right. So that's all bad. Yeah. (laughs) That's all a real problem. There are po- it's possible Ellie plays Ace King like this. We don't think he bet this much, but maybe he does. But yeah. how many combos of Ace King are there even left anyway? There's only two kings, right? So there's eight combos. Yeah. So, and then what else? What else is Ellie even going to play like this? That's bad. I mean, unless he's unless he's tilting. Right. So if we feel that like we can distinguish between when he's tilting and when he isn't, that's powerful. I think part of it might be a couple things here. And I think it's that Ellie's probably not balanced, right? So right. Um, I think Ellie, if he's tilting and he has a bluff, might bet more on the flop. Uh-huh. And he might continue on the turn. Okay. I think those two things probably loom large in Galfon's mind here. Sure. Those are, that's not crazy at all. Yeah. Especially betting more on the flop. Right. Like, if he's tilting, if he has, like, 6-5 suited, he's going to not bet 33,000, right? He, Ellie just isn't. Mm-hmm. He's going to bet 65,000 mm-hmm. into 80 or into 88. Yeah. And Phil is going to call anyway. And right. And like, this is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I hope this works out. I hope it doesn't have aces, but I'm not folding now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Galfon finds a fold because even if Ellie has the potential to be tilting here, the bluffs have to be random. It's it's not an easy thing to construct a bluffing range for Ellie here, mm-hmm. right? It's like okay, all of the value makes a lot of sense. You know, those ten combos could all be played this way. Yeah, and the bluffs just have to be things that he decided to give up on the turn, but then he's like reignited on the river for some reason. When the queen comes, which Galfon could have like ace queen in his range, by the yeah. way. Um, I'd like to say one other thing too. So we're going on this whole El- Ellie might be tilting thing because Kaplan says that. Yeah, true. And Kaplan says that, and but he's doing the story of the the edited version of the TV show that we're watching. It's possible the hand you, that Ellie lost was several hands ago. So do you think Kaplan makes up that stuff and 
No, I'm saying we just watched Ellie lose a hand on TV, a big pot, and the next pot we're watching is this. And Kaplan says because he lost, he just lost a hand, which is how they, they it's absolutely how they do poker, edited poker on TV. Like the WPT constantly talks about hands as if they just happened when they were clearly the WPT does. Yeah. I don't think high stakes poker does. I've always had the impression that if Kaplan said a hand just happened, it really just happened. But what are you basing that on? Absolutely nothing, right? A lot of the times I can tell. Like I actually have stopped it and looked and seen if the positions are right and everything, mm-hmm. and it's been right every time I've okay. looked. So maybe, but I, I don't necessarily buy that that's... I don't know. What so I'm you saying think what's happening is they're trying to trick us? No, I think Kaplan is only given this video to do. So in his mind, it just happened. And in the audience's mind, it just happened. And it's it's not tricking us. It's more just telling, I mean, giving Ka- a narrative. I mean, you're not giving Gabe Kaplan very much credit here. He's certainly, what, he's certainly savvy enough to know if it's the next hand or not when he's doing the analysis. Of course, but he's doing a narrative. for the, the, They're trying to tell stories, and that's what a TV show is. This is entertainment. I agree, but you really think they're going out of their way to say Ellie's tilting here even if— because he lost the last hand, even if that hand happened 30 minutes prior. Well, perhaps Gabe has no idea when it last happened. And so right. He what assumes saying, it happened. It's, it's the most recent big hand that was played. So it could be recent. He just And he doesn't know if it's three minutes ago or a half hour ago. By the way, Ellie could be tilting even if it was a half hour ago or an hour ago, really, right? If it's a big that's hand. That's possible. But Gabe said it was the last hand. Yes, he did. And what I'm saying is Gabe Kaplan is obviously a smart guy. He's savvy enough to know if the positions are right and if it actually was the last okay, hand. Okay, so, so let me just follow through on this thread. So when Mike Sexton says that, yeah. So you think he's just lying. Yes. Right. right. I do. Because you don't think he's dumb. No, I don't right. think that. Right. I he's... think the WPT chooses to lie to us, right. whereas other shows don't as much. As much. Right. Okay. Like the WPT puts the dollar signs, you know? They don't still do They that. don't, but they, I mean, they did. Okay. But whatever. The, the WPT is the one that's trying to lie to you the most. Okay. That's probably true. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe ESPN. Maybe. Maybe ESPN. But... I don't know. I'd be interested to like. I now I just want to find this this TV segment and actually yeah. watch the hand before and see if it all lines up or not because I'm curious. But I'm just putting it out there that it's possible this didn't just happen. Well, that ruins everything. Thanks. Well, then Phil shouldn't be calling. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> I bet I'm gonna bet it. Let's make a gentleman's wager. Okay. I I wager ten U.S. dollars. Okay. That it was the previous hand. The ve- yeah the previous hand the exact yeah. hand before Ellie would be on the button. Yes. Great. All right. Fine. Let's right. do it. The wager has been placed. Excellent. Mark it up, Steve. Steve, you got it? Yeah. Good. All right. Don't talk, Steve. So is there anything else we need to talk about in terms of this hand, though? Uh, no, I think Galfon certainly got a bit out of line pre-flop. We can come up with reasons why he did it, but it seems like pretty spewy. Yes. Um, post-flop, Galfon's just so good that he can make the right decisions in these spots, I guess. I mean, if he's actually going to be right this often, you can really justify calling with King-5 off a lot more. Yeah. At the same point, he did lose, you know, sixty thousand dollars more than he needed to with this hand, even after he three bet it, which he didn't have to do in the first place. But whatever, that's fine. right. But that is likely to be a game theory thing, right? Like for yeah. some reason, this hand isn't his three betting range, right? And I'm sure he has good reasons for it. Okay, but just saying that isn't good enough, in my in my opinion. Like in general, like saying, well, he's a great player, so we're just going to give him credit. I know, like this is something we always struggle. What, what with. I'm saying, I'm just trying to make a retort for what what you're saying. He didn't have to three bet this hand. Yeah. Maybe he kind of, in a way, did. Like, if, if he's going to be balanced and he's decided to be balanced in this game and this is how he balances, for some reason, this hand is part of the three-betting range. Yeah, I'm arguing that he could do a better job picking, and this is... Okay. King, five, King five off shouldn't be part of a three-betting okay. range. Okay, Especially against plus two. Maybe, maybe Phil Galfon would be on the show and really disagree and be able to lay it out. He certainly knows more about poker than I do. Yeah. 
but it wouldn't surprise me if he if it was more like either he would say, and I'm making this up, but he would say, "Yeah, I did it for this reason or that reason. It's not normally my three betting range. It would be my strong guess. I can't imagine King Five Off is normally in his three betting range. Not normally, but maybe just for this session. But why would you pick that hand versus all these other I hands? I don't know. You could pick all all King Five suiteds or or a bunch of other suited cards that just have more post flop equity. He knows about this stuff, so he had a reason for doing it. But I'm wondering if it was more like. He just believed David was weak, so he was just three betting. Period. And That's it doesn't possible. matter what his hand if David was. had been limping all his big pairs. Right, he's got a blocker. Yeah, and and David's weak, so that's good enough. Now he's wrong about David being weak. Yeah. but he doesn't. But he's just incorrect. That right. would be much much more likely to me than King Five suit as part of his greater grand game theory strategy. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up another way here. Okay. Ultimately, do you think he made the right fold on the river? Wow, good question. Oh. Probably the answer is yes. It's hard for me to say 100% certainty. I think Ellie probably sizes differently with right. different things. And I think the sizing was enough to let Galfon know that it was a seriously bad situation for him. I agree. I think if, if it's a four on the river, we're, we kind of have to call. But the queen suddenly adds a bunch of things that are beating us that weren't before. Yeah. Because if, if it's a four on the river, now we're losing to aces only. And right? king's full. Okay, fine. One combo of king's yeah. full, right. Um, but the queen's coming now. That's a hand that makes the most sense of every hand. Yeah. You know, it fits the story. We the give best. him all three combos solidly of that. Exactly. Hand, whereas the other hands, we probably give him like half a combo of kings and three of the aces combos. If that many. Like, yeah. would he really check the turn with aces? Probably not. He yeah. Might... I mean, he doesn't block a king. Galfon easily right. can have a king. Yeah. Galfon reasonably has a king. He probably bets. Maybe it. we give him one and a half combos of the aces. Yeah. yeah. So, like, but queens, like we said, yeah, all queens. So all this, I... the story makes sense that Ellie would have a big hand. And if he's bluffing, it has to be a pure random bluff yeah. that flopped no equity, basically. Is it possible? Ellie would ever no. Ellie would never try and turn Jackson into a bluff here, right? That just seems crazy. Would no, it, he's not it? expecting Galfon to fold a king, right? And if you don't expect him to fold a king, then what are you trying to bluff? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. All okay. right. So, so it's it's probably a good fold then. It's probably a good fold, but man, hard to do in the moment. Yeah. All right. Cool.